Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. A brand I've really fallen in love with lately is Glenn's Denim in New York. They don't have an over-the-top website or here's why our product is better than theirs Instagram ad campaign. They're just two gentlemen who are absolutely committed to making the best product they can. And wow, they are nailing it. Glenn Leibard and Daniel Lewis drop in to talk the origins of their brand, Glenn's Denim. Glenn and Daniel share how they met, why they intend to stay small, and how clothing should be a vehicle to express who you are, not for what brand you're wearing. It's Blamo Extra with Glenn Leibard and Daniel Lewis. So we we were chatting a bit about, you know, how how you two had met and Glenn, if you wouldn't mind just kind of uh, repeating yourself just for the sake of this this recording. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when I migrated here, you know, I I was trying to like just get my vibe organized and establish myself. And, you know, I, I did a couple personal um, because I'm a tailor. So I did, you know, some personal um orders for people and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. one day I was just like browsing through the papers and I saw this, this ad in the New York Times was um, an indigo shirt that Daniel had, um, you know, featured in the, in, the, in the New York Times. So I was like, I gotta go meet this person, you know, because it was such a beautiful shirt. And that's mm-hmm. how we met really, you know, I just went up to the studio and, um, I, you know, this little mom and pop shop it just reminded me of way back home how things were done you know and i was like this is really cool you know really beautiful suitings and well tailored suiting uh suits um so i instantly related to it and i um you know we, we talked for a while and then you know i told him that i make jeans and he's like wow that's really interesting and you know you know you know i kind of pitch you know the the in a way, we can do something at some point in time, you know, but he was just getting his stuff organized. And then I, you know, I got this job from Levi to make custom jeans. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. So so I, I spent six years at Levi's. And, um, you know, when I reached a certain pinnacle, I was like, you know, I need to move on. And this is how we launched this brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and Daniel, and just, just for the, the sake of, uh, this too. I mean, you had been doing Brooklyn Taylors for a while. Brooklyn Taylors is still in existence, correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, we, you know, we started in 2007 and, you know, we started growing quickly. Um, you know, in the wake of the pandemic, the, the big decision we made with Brooklyn Taylors is we did decide to close our brick and mortar store. And, you know, that was a very hard decision, but, at the same time, we don't regret it because I think there's so much uncertainty in the industry. And, um, and so, yeah, we're currently we're running the business online. We're taking private appointments at our kind of office space. Mm-hmm. But, 
but yeah, so um, that's the one big change this year is we don't have that walk-in brick-and-mortar space. Right. Have you, you know, at, uh, at the time too, and regarding with Brooklyn Taylors and stuff, I mean, but you had had customers in the past that you had worked with who had never, you know, been visiting you in person. I mean, only because like, I remember I had I had some buddies who were getting your stuff and I think they were just like taking pictures and sending you emails and stuff for fits. Yeah. I mean, cause when we started the brand, you know, we started it out of our home. We would take, you know, custom fittings out of our 600 square foot loft apartment. Right. And, um, and so we knew we could work that way. And I mean, it's, it was kind of where we started. Um, and we've always had a lot of customers that were long distance, even for custom. I mean, um, but on the ready to wear side, I mean, we, yeah, we, we ship orders all over the world and, um, it's been really one of the coolest parts of growing this business is just connecting with people in in other countries and other parts of the country that you, you just never thought you would like have a, a dialogue with, you know, as a small look, you know, what we thought to be like a small local brands. Yeah. Um, we've done tons of business in Japan and Europe and kind of a little bit everywhere else. Yeah. And you, and you had met Glenn at when? What year? You know, I think it, it was probably about seven or eight years ago. Does that okay. sound right, Glenn? Um, yeah, that's about right. I mean, um, yeah, Brooklyn Taylors is what? Uh, how old is Brooklyn Taylors now? Well, I mean, you know, we started in 2007, but you you came into our first shop and right the first shop yeah our original right like when, when we finally did open our first brick and mortar um glenn came walking in one day and you know um yeah i mean just kind of very um you know in a very friendly way introduced himself and um said he you know he liked what we were doing and we just you know we just ended up chatting for like an hour and a half and i think it was clear right away that we had a lot in common about the what our values were in terms of clothing and craftsmanship. And, you know, I felt like very similar reasons why we got into this business in this industry. Cause I think in the fashion, you know, the clothing industry, I mean, you know, for better or worse, I mean, I, I feel like, honestly, I, I don't, I've never felt like I, f- I fit in very well. You know, I, I don't. Because you're not buying full page ads in a magazine. That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think from like a, a business, you know, a, a business ethos as well as, you know, I'm not particularly interested in what you would call fashion, you know? Um, I mean, I'm interested in clothing that's timeless that doesn't really change that much. And I think the, the entry point for me was crafts was, you know, a love of um, great craftsmanship, of great materials. Um, and that was very much something that Glenn shared as well. And that's what we talked about when we first met. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to me too, uh, just, you know, kind to kind of also echo what you were saying. Like, yeah, I mean, you had started in an industry, uh, you know, cr- created a brand and a company that was adjacent and in an industry that was very trendy at the time right because i think i mean what i'll just be honest like you know uh you know hashtag menswear and the vibe of everyone wearing suits and stuff was 
you know, you guys were like right there at the most perfect yeah, time it, for that. It was a thing. Yeah. And, and then, <laughs> you know, because it was at least that aspect of it was a trend and it went away. Next thing you know, it's sweatpants and it's that other stuff. Yeah. And while I understand that, I think many people and brands were like, well, wait, like, like, what are you doing? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And, um, and I, I, at least I have some buddies who were like kind of burned by it and they were just like, I I'm, you know, now I'm not cool, but wait, like I haven't done anything different. Like what, what is, what is this stuff? And and I think especially now there's kind of, I don't know if it's from COVID or what, but I think there's a different sort of understanding where, um, it's not about trend. Um, it's not even about like quality or the brand. It's about the ability to express yourself and also, investing into things that can help do that story. Because I think the thing that I like the most about, um, you know, what you guys do is you guys don't make clothes. That's a, that's a look, right? Like, Oh, that, that's the Brooklyn Taylor's look, or that's the Glenn's denim look like you make clothing that in that reflects the person that wears it. And I think like, when you think about what it means to like have individual style and to, to buy clothes and stuff, I, I don't really want to wear a brand as much as I want to just continue trying to be me. And a yeah. lot of times I'll buy clothes that'll do that. But like, I don't want like someone to see me and say, Oh, he's a St. Laurent guy. Like, no, 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 no. Like I'm, yeah. I'm Jeremy. Like I, I don't, I don't want any of that stuff. And I think when you think about it, like that's what both of you are doing and have done is to kind of help create that stuff that, um, that people really, really want. And when you think of, you know, to, to jump back to when you guys first met at the end of the day, this whole industry is built on integrity and, uh, relationships. Mm-hmm. And those are just the absolute greatest things that you can do versus an ad in a magazine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, one, one kind of foundational part of my, my personal philosophy about clothing is, um, I mean, clothing should be a vehicle to express who you are as an individual. And Mm. as opposed to you helping express what that brand is all about, you know, I guess the point is, I mean, as soon as you become a billboard for whatever brand you're wearing, it kind of overpowers you. It overpowers who you are as a person and you stop expressing your, your idiosyncratic individuality and you're expressing what, you know, here's the story that Gucci's trying to tell this season. Right. And I mean, that's just never interested me. And I, I think the, my favorite, you know, style icons are people that kind of have a uniform, um, but it's very unique to them. And, um, and it's, uh, and how do you do that when you're just kind of, you know, wearing like this season, you're dressing this way, that next season you're dressing that way. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I've always, you know, I've always sort of sought out a bit of like a level of consistency in the way I dress myself. And, and then that translates into the clothes we try to design. And um, I mean, Glenn's a perfect example of that. I mean, you know, Glenn, Glenn has an incredibly unique sense of style. That's, that's him. It's, I mean, and Glenn and I both wear Glenn's denim, mm-hmm. but we wear it in totally different ways, you know? Yeah. 
And, and Glenn, I mean, you when you came to the states, I mean, you you had already had a a life in Trinidad and stuff before, right? I mean, how how did you how did you get into clothes in general? Well, yeah. Want to hear the rest? Join us over on Patreon. You'll hear this episode and tons more exclusive podcasts from the return of Sid Mashburn, Michael Hill of Drakes, and more. You also get access to our private members-only Slack group where we chat about menswear and just a bit of everything. So visit patreon.com forward slash blamo and we'll see you there.